0: Greetings and blessings, and welcome to the second installment of 5050, a look back 50 years ago, and a countdown to my 50th birthday celebration. I'm your host, Jason, podcasting from my new secret bunker in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for joining me. As I record this episode, there are 222 days, 15 hours, and 41 minutes until my 50th birthday. While it may seem like a lot of time, it may not be enough to plan a birthday celebration truly extraordinary. But as we draw nearer to the day I took my very first breath in this world, I'll be sure to let you know how the plans are coming together, and I do hope you'll be able to help me celebrate. Now, we cannot talk about June 20th without talking about Juneteenth, and if you don't know what Juneteenth is, ask yourself why, or better yet, just keep listening as I give you some background from Juneteenth.com. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. Dating back to 1865, it was on June 19th that the Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, landed at Galveston, Texas, with news that the war had ended and the enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1st, 1863 the Emancipation Proclamation had little impact on the Texans due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, with the surrender of General Lee in April of 1865 and the arrival of General Granger's regiment, the forces were finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. Later attempts to explain this two-and-a-half-year delay in the receipt of this important news have yielded several versions that have been handed down through the years. Often told is the story of a messenger who was murdered on his way to Texas with the news of freedom. Another is that the news was deliberately withheld by the enslavers to maintain the labor force on the plantations. And still another is that federal troops actually waited for the slave owners to reap the benefit of one last cotton harvest before going to Texas to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation. All of which, or none of these versions could be true. Certainly for some, President Lincoln's authority over the rebellious states was in question. Whatever the reasons, conditions in Texas remain status quo well beyond what was statutory. Now I realize that this little bit of history doesn't have much to do June 20, 1972. So I decided to take it a step further. With the help of a public library card, yes, you remember public libraries, right? Anyway, I took a peek into the archives of some of the day's black historical newspapers and found this opinion piece from the Chicago Daily Defender titled, We Must Plan for the Crisis Ahead. 1972 being an election year, it was a warning against certain nefarious political activities penned by West Side activist and television personality Russ Meek, who among other things had this to say. The development of black and brown organizational and community rapprochement can signal the demise of plantation politics and the beginning of a new era in black and brown awareness. The struggle will be lengthy and fierce. It will be down and dirty, because those who have so callously abused their privileged positions will not give up their ill-gotten gains without a struggle. They will employ all the tactics they have available to destroy this newfound unity among the black and brown people in Chicago. It is therefore very urgent that we understand the gravity of our task and the base and ruthless nature of our enemies. Power concedes nothing without a demand should be changed to power concedes nothing, and it only gives up that which is wrested from it. The concerned citizens for police reforms have created the beginning of a tidal wave of black and brown response, which if properly organized and promulgated, Can have a historically significant effect upon the future course of police and establishment policies and activities for generations to come. The profound character of this new coalition can be seen in the deep schisms it has already created in the ranks of city government. We must guard against the devious tactics of the paid political mercenaries who are attempting to stampede blacks into the Republican Party in support of Richard Nixon by using the flimsy tactic embodied by the sycophantic statements of the Floyd McKissicks, C.G. Hursts, and their ilk, who are indebted body and soul to the GOP. Of course, we know that some folks can be bought, and no matter how intellectual they purport to be, their nefarious political and other activities belie their public postures. el Haj Malik El-Shabazz, Malcolm X, would, and I suppose he has, turned over in his grave at the shenanigans committed in his name, It is a sorrowing spectacle to see those who are academic leaders, supposedly, engaging in partisan politics and resorting to the lowest forms of demagoguery and chicanery in a shabby attempt to sell the Nixon administration to black people. This is not an endorsement of the Democrats. It is just an expository designed to place things in their proper perspective. Richard Nixon has not been, is not, and never will be, even remotely concerned with black and brown people's survival and or liberation. And what was Richard Nixon concerned with? Let's conclude the episode with this. On June 17, 1972, five men are arrested in the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in the Watergate office complex in Washington, DC. President Nixon is in the Bahamas. White House Chief of Staff, H.R. Bob Haldeman, is in Key Biscayne. June 20th, 1972, three days later, was the first time that President Nixon and Haldeman talked about Watergate around the microphones. The committee was not worried about it, except for this financial thing, they thought they had something going on there. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, I suppose. but I asked that question, because it made all that trouble. Stay tuned next week as I continue the countdown to my 50th birthday and burrow deeper into the memory hole. Thanks for listening.